it's Carrie. Thank you so much for joining me on this latest episode of Invisible Wounds Healing from Trauma. This is episode 43, and I'm going to talk to you today about ways that we can get through the rest of the holiday season with hopefully a little bit of our sanity still intact. I'm so glad that we're walking the path towards healing together. So just a quick reminder, I am not a clinician, counselor, or physician. I'm a certified trauma and resiliency life coach, a certified trauma support specialist, advocate, and someone with lots of lived experience with trauma. Also, the information presented in this podcast is for educational purposes only and not meant to replace treatment by a doctor or any other licensed professional. All right, let's dive in. So if you joined me last week, we talked about creating your own personal holiday rescue plan to set boundaries and to say no to those awful toxic family gatherings. And if you created one and put it into action, I would love to hear about it. But what do we do if we feel there's no way to say no? How do we deal with all of that toxic behavior and that atmosphere in a new way? One in which we can still set boundaries and retain some of our sanity. How can we avoid the triggers that these holiday gatherings seem to always bring. Part of the problem is how steeped in tradition and culture that the holidays are. Even in toxic and dysfunctional families, there are rituals and things that for those of us with trauma, we cannot seem to shake. Often, no matter how hard we've tried to shake off our past, it still follows us into the holidays. It is a fact The traumatic holiday events and memories are a part of our past, and as we get closer to those holiday events, our nervous system begins to go right into panic mode. That impending sense of doom and feeling trapped is absolutely horrible. Not feeling like we have an option sends our overstimulated nervous system into those well-worn trauma survivor responses particularly when we were abused in some way by a family member. Holidays may have been times that we were forced to spend time with our abusers. Even if we spoke up about the abuse, we may have been dismissed, put down, not believed, told to just shut up or be quiet about it, and then just deal with the abuser's presence at holiday gatherings. Other survivors describe the holidays as feeling completely alienated or disconnected from their family and culture. This is really particularly true when our collective holiday culture tells us to feel grateful for what we have, and we don't feel grateful for much. Then on top of that, we feel guilt and shame for how ungrateful we do feel, we are reminded over and over that we should be grateful. 
Holidays can also bring about a thought process, and this is often stoked by other family members and friends, that it's our fault for how unloved and lonely we feel. And that if we just loosened up a little bit and forgave the abusive or toxic behavior, maybe we would get some of that love and belonging we so desperately crave. So as trauma survivors, our well-worn trauma brain with all of those go-to thoughts, behaviors, emotions, and reactions will unfortunately be up front and center for the holidays. It'll be the loudest voice you hear. Our trauma brain will absolutely connect us back to all those awful memories from our past. We get flashbacks and are triggered over and over again during the holidays. It makes it even worse when we have to go to homes we grew up in, in towns where so much of our trauma happened. As our inner critic tells us over and over again that we are at fault, we are responsible, and we are the problem. Let me tell you, that is absolutely not true. Toxic family members feel that during the holidays, they absolutely have the right and the power to manipulate, berate, and abuse anyone and everyone present. The more people involved, the better they like it. They want the attention to be on them, and what better way to get it than by hurting everyone around them? Or by singling out those family members that they feel particularly drawn to hurt. No matter how far you've come in your trauma recovery, being thrust back into that old, those old toxic and dysfunctional family patterns can make anyone feel crazy. So, for example, when I was a kid, we didn't really spend much time at the holidays with my dad's parents, the Walkers. Even when we went back to Hutchinson, Kansas for Christmas every year, we spent it with my mom's parents, which wasn't healthy either. My Walker grandparents, my dad's parents, were only a mile or two away, and we'd pop in for the obligatory visit, but we didn't stay long. It wasn't my grandfather, Dent, that was the problem. He was wonderful. It was my grandmother, Ruthie, that was the problem. She was the queen of passive-aggressive behavior or just outright cruelty. When my little sister Erin died suddenly in mid-December of 1977, needless to say, that Christmas was the most awful, horrible time. I was 13 then. My Walker grandparents came when she died and stayed until Christmas. My grandmother actually looked at my mom and said, you know if you hadn't smoked, Aaron wouldn't have died. I mean, who says something like that to someone that has just lost a child? And I know that's a pretty extreme example, but I'm sure many of you listening have your own awful memories of comments or things either said or implied that you can relate to. The first big step in dealing with toxic family members during the holidays is realizing what you have control over and what you don't. 
No matter how much you wish you could change other people's behaviors, you can't. It just is not possible. The only things that you have control over are what you do, what you say, and how you respond and react. That's it, period. So with that first realization, you can think about other steps you can have in place to protect yourself as much as possible. And here are some ideas that might help you deal with things a little bit more easily. And you can can change them, you can change them up, you can add your own, but these are some things that I found that helped me in the past. So for example, let's say your family has a cocktail hour before dinner. And if that cocktail hour is a nightmare, don't show up until closer to dinner time. You absolutely have the right. You can make any excuse you want, but don't show up for that time. Show up closer to the meal. Distraction is also something to try. So try something new. Bring a game or a puzzle and suggest that everyone try it. Distraction in this way can be a great way to tone down the focus of family members for a bit. It won't distract them forever, but even that little bit of time can be helpful. Don't get caught off guard. If you know that certain family members in certain situations will behave in a specific way, be prepared for it. It's not going to be any different this year than it ever has been before. So let's say cousin Susie gets passive aggressive in the kitchen getting ready for the meal. Leave the room when this behavior sets up and you'll be able to feel it. You know how it feels. You know how it looks. Make an excuse. Leave the room. If you feel like you can't leave the room, think of something neutral to say or just ignore the comment altogether. Remember, the more attention that you give toxic family members, the more they see that they've upset you, the more they like it strategize how to give these folks the least amount of attention and energy. Do not fall into those traps. Lots of self-care during the holidays is a must. Anything that you can do extra to care for yourself is so important. Have a safe and trusted person that you can text and check in with during the holidays. You could do it maybe every evening or Definitely during distressing family events, having someone that you can text that is a calming and reassuring and safe presence for you can be helpful. Take a relaxing bath. Try some yoga or some stretching. Any exercise is good for you. Read a great book. Indulge in your favorite sense. Spend time doing what you like and want to do. And rest, rest, and more rest as well. Stay away from any topics that might bring up conflict or other toxic behaviors. So things like politics, religion, avoid like the plague, anything else that can trigger those automatic toxic tendencies. This is a hard one. 
try your best to contain your upset. The more toxic family members, like I said before, the more that they see how upset you are, the more they like it. It just feeds into and fuels their behaviors. If you want to, you could take a notebook with you and jot down what things upset you. Then it's on paper and not in your head. Or use an app on your phone. That might be a little less conspicuous. Type down some notes. And when you're done, whether you've done it on paper or on your phone in an app, delete the information. Delete what's upset you. Get rid of it. Don't leave it so that you can reread it and rehash it. Just delete it and let it go. It's a tool that you used at the time. Change up the logistics of things. So if staying at your parents' house is a nightmare, consider a hotel, a bread and, a bed and breakfast, an Airbnb, or a Verbo spot. There's lots of deals around the holidays. And if you need an excuse, you could blame it on work or that you've made some other plans that make staying somewhere else more practical. Also, if you can, arrange your own transportation. Don't have toxic family members pick you up at the airport. Being in a car with people like that for any length of time can be a horrible experience. So, you know, consider renting a car or arranging some other mode of transportation. Treat yourself to an Uber or a Lyft if you're able to. Take some time out for mindful moments. When things get too chaotic or overwhelming, ahead of time, pick a place you know of, somewhere, wherever you're going to be, that you can have some space and a bit of peace for a few minutes. Even a bathroom can offer some space and a pinch for some relief. Excuse yourself, breathe, repeat a soothing or calming mantra to yourself, Take some more breaths and go back when you're ready. Check your perspective. Remember that if you do indeed need to be a part of any gatherings with toxic and dysfunctional family members, this is only a brief moment in time and it will pass. The more prepared you are for how you're going to handle things, the better. If you come away from it this holiday with a better experience from your own perspective, the better you will feel afterwards. And I hope that these suggestions and ideas are some things you found helpful. And they're just more tools that we're adding to that mindfulness toolbox that we've been building together. So don't forget, take that toolbox with you everywhere you go, not just for the holidays and use what you've learned when you need it. Any grounding technique, calming technique, anything that we've learned. These are skills that we've learned together. Your tools, so that you can have them to use whenever you need it. Thank you so much for listening today. And wherever you listen, please keep on listening. And also, Please like, subscribe, comment, and share widely. What you think really matters to me too, so whatever's on your mind, you can comment on the show, ask me questions, anything. Please let me know. 
You can find me on Facebook at Carrie Walker and Invisible Wounds Healing from Trauma, on Twitter at Carrie Walker 58, my website, Invisible Wounds Healing from Trauma.com, and my YouTube channel of the same name, Invisible Wounds Healing from Trauma. Look for my new episodes dropping every Monday on all of your favorite podcast, music, and listening apps. Please take extra, extra good care of yourself. And we'll talk soon.